Good afternoon. Football Monday here on the National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. Oh, I can just hear everyone now. Wow! Can you believe it? Did you see what the Eagles did to the Lions? Wow! Now that's a beginning. That's how Nick Sirianni needs to call plays. What, like he's at the University of Kansas? Hey, man, look, I was just talking to Xander here. And Xander says, Seals, you can't rip a team that wins a football game 44-6. to You're right. You can't rip a bad football team when they get a win 44-6. to You're right. Right now, these things are at a premium. Getting football wins. Absolutely. But what you can do is still look at it for what it is. You know what it is? That's a non-NFL offense. Your quarterback completes nine passes. Now, look, I've said this to you guys numerous times, and I will not be a hypocrite. And you know what that is? I'm not going to kill the process here, but I'm just going to point out the process here. Anytime that you could tune and turn a NFL football team into a one-dimensional football team by just running the ball 40-some-odd times, that's not a very good team. What do you take away from a 44-6 to win over the 0-8 Lions? Can I tell you what I take away? Nothing. It's like thanking me for not robbing a bank. You're supposed to beat those teams. I mean, why are we so shocked here on a Monday? Wow, can you believe they ran the ball? Can you believe they scored that many points? Can you believe they played... That good a defense. By the way, I was impressed with the defense. The defense looked up and played really their asses off, and I liked it. I like the way that defense – I like that side of the ball more than I do the offensive side of the ball. Okay? I love it, man. Monkey Mind Bananas, and by the way, we thank everybody who comes aboard each and every single day. You guys have absolutely killed it over the last couple weeks here. Now, listen, this is going to be a different show than everybody else's. I'm not kissing anybody's ass when you beat the Lions. Hey, and by the way, I thought the Lions would win, so I'm wrong. Big Seal's wrong on Monday. Okay? The Eagles figured it out. Let's just run the ball. And quite frankly, do you really think that the defensive coaches and the offensive coaches for the Lions were thinking that the Eagles were going to run the ball? This is a good little this is a good little notch here in the belt of Nick Sirianni. Because they never in a million years would have ever thought that they were going to run the ball 40-plus times. Trev, appreciate you coming aboard. Okay? Monkey Mind, thank you, Paul. Paul, I thought the Lions would win, too. Hey, how about this, though? Philly Talk Podcast. Can you believe what the Patriots did to the Chargers? I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked. They were clearly outcoached in that game. So, again, let's get back here to Eagles and – and, by the way, the Chargers are the next opponent for the Eagles. What do you take away? Let's do this. Okay, Birdman, everyone, you tell me. What did you take away from it? Because I'm trying to figure this out. What did you take away from this win? By the way, am I impressed? Absolutely not. I'm not impressed. That's a horrible roster, man. The Lions have a horrible roster. Xander's right. They're NFL guys. Well, that's a horrible NFL roster. 
okay? How about this? How do you feel today after a big win like that? You know what? You know how you're usually supposed to feel? Man, that was a damn good win. Man, that was a good win, man. I feel really good. How, how do you feel about the win against? And by the way, you're three and five. You're not completely out of this thing. Now with the injury report coming out of Dallas with Dak, you don't know how long that's going to be with that calf injury. The Cowboys could be lying about this thing. This thing could be three or four games. And by the way, Cooper Rush, guy sounds like he's a dancer at Chippendales. This guy ends up beating the Vikings. I was stunned. I was. And he throws for over 300 yards in the process. Okay? The Eagle quarterback completes nine passes. I don't know. Tell me what I'm supposed to take from this. Trevor says, how does Anthony Lynn? I know, man. I can't believe that. That guy's the play caller in Detroit. Hoping they keep running the ball, Ewing says. Kevin gives the Eagle owner a reason to keep Howie so he can destroy the draft. <laughs> That's a Philly guy there for you. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah, Cooper Rush sounds like a Mac quarterback. I know, right? From like, like, like right from Toledo or the University of Ohio. Ken says, I thought the Lions were worse than I ever thought. Sorry, Lomas. I agree. James says, my takeaway is Sirianni has the locker room. Okay. Okay, James. Remember I told you on Friday that I think that this was a must win for Nick Sirianni? Just what you said, James. That's a takeaway. That is clearly a takeaway. A takeaway without a doubt, okay? Okay? Without a doubt, a takeaway. Here, here's the takeaway. Sirianni didn't lose the locker room with that win. Don't look at the point differential here. Look at this point. I agree with you. Nick Sirianni probably saved face in the locker room. Players wanted to run the ball. They did. The coach accept. You know how we and the owner hate running the ball. Ask Doug Peterson. It's not what they want to do. But Sirianni knew he had to win games. No steep beats. I'd honestly use Howard as the feature back. Sanders can return as a change of pace guy. Kind of like what they have, would you say, in Dallas? With Pollard and Zeke? Justin, there's another great take. They took the ball out of Hertz's hands. Kind of the same. This is great. You guys are spectacular and on point. I am so happy it's not overreaction Monday. They took the ball out of Hertz's hands, put it in the running attack like they do in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Amen. 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 Ewing says, will he keep the locker room, though? Only winning does that, Ewing. Only winning. Blue says, they hit Hurts behind the run game. App, look at these guys. Sander, look at these guys. These guys are all nailing it. You guys are all nailing it. Absolutely. They hit Hurts behind the running game, which 
to what Xander's point was prior to coming on the air, okay, they went 44 to 6. Which means you can start to develop other guys. My only problem is, though, here's the problem that you have in the front office. Then why did you draft in the last three drafts number one wide receivers? If you're going to start hiding the quarterback behind the run game, what's the point of having Devontae Smith on the team? Pete says exactly. Howard is there to set the pace and punish defenders. Open play action to get the ball to the tight end since Hurts seems unable to make connections with the wideouts. You guys are fucking awesome today. I thought we were going to get cheerleading today. Okay? I thought we were going to get cheerleading. Joe, what do they have to do in the next two or three games to tell you that they are for real and turn the corner? Joe, that's... Man, I am so thankful that I have listeners and followers like you guys. That's a great question. That's a great question. How about this, Joe? Win. Win. Be consistent in what your approach is. And by the way, be consistent in how you go about preparing for games. Look, each and every single game is going to be different, right? You're going to compare... You're going to prepare completely differently against the Chargers as you did against the Lions. Lions are a one-dimensional football team. Once you turn golf into a guy where he's got to make plays, four interceptions, constantly sacked, you're not going to be able to do that with Justin Herbert, though. Okay? Here's, here's the problem, though. Where, where's Devontae? His development is going to be slowed with this process. You understand this, right? You just can't go like this. Well, we're going to run the ball. Why'd you draft a wide receiver then? You see what's going on with Najee Harris in Pittsburgh? Do you see that? And by the way, Pittsburgh ended up taking out Baker Mayfield, who I said the Browns are going to be moving off of because that guy can't make plays. Three straight games now, Najee Harris over 100 yards. Steelers starting to run the ball a little better on what they do. That's the guy that should have been in Philly. And nothing against Devontae. He just doesn't fit right now. You don't have a quarterback to get him the rock. Philly needs a running back. They need linebackers. They need corners. That's what they need. Maybe some more depth in the old O-line. They don't need wideouts, guys. Monkey my bananas. Thank you. I'll cheer lead 38 points. We got them by... The Bills got them by one. Most teams, less than three. Isn't that why we picked the Lions starters Saturday? Yeah. Hey, Monkey, how about this? They coached. They coached on Sunday. We have to run the ball because we can't get the ball to the receivers. This week, they made that, or I should say this last week, I think they came to the realization, we got a quarterback that can't get the ball to these guys. The same thing that they're doing in Cleveland right now. They know for a fact they can't get the ball to Jarvis Landry. Look at Beckham. What was it? One catch, seven yards or something like that last week? Makefield can't get the ball to them. The Browns are walking backwards because the backs have been banged up. Ewing, I think Gannon goes back to 
Sticks defense against. Okay, I don't I know what that means. East Candom, I'm still not impressed with the team. Of course you're not. You don't feel great this Monday. Robert said he had 77 yards. 77 yards. How about this, Robert? My quarterback, 77. I don't want my quarterback. You're not going to win games outside the pocket if you're a quarterback in this league. You're going to win games in the pocket. That's how you're going to win. Ski just came on. Eagles need two linebackers, two corners, safeties, three defensive linemen. Off-season sign a quarterback. Don't draft one. Ski, love it. Love it, Ski. Nicely done. Guy's got an eye for football right there. King Music, what the F you got to say now, national embarrassments? Don't dominate like that. Against the fucking Lions? Give me a break. Dude, are you really going to do circle victory laps? King embarrassment? You're going to do victory laps on that? Man, King Music, you're embarrassing yourself. James, it was great from a fan standpoint to watch the game. Okay? It was great. We're the receivers. All right? By the way, King Music, don't let my emotion get the best of me, all right? (laughs) Uh, Hey, man, it's all good, man. We're having a good time here. By the way, Gary Cobb, Fox 29, Philadelphia, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. Probably had to be a little tough for Gary because Gary played the majority of his NFL career in Detroit. And I, I, I know what he was saying. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Okay, look, man, because everybody's going so fast. Let me see what you said, bro. I want to go back here and see what you said here because I want to double check it here. Okay, because, dude, no victory laps on this. Don't give me that BS. So they realize. They, they got a guy who they can't get. Takes time. Really, it takes time. You know what's crazy? I was just talking to, hey, King Music. I was just watching, what was the guy's name? Mike White in New York. I was watching another guy, Trevor Simeon, who's gone from team to team to team to team to team. I watched him beat Tom Brady. You know, it's never good when you see backup quarterbacks winning ball games in the NFL and your guy sits around struggling after 10, 15 games. That's what I say about Baker Mayfield, too. Baker Mayfield's got over 50 starts, and it's not a good day when you're the number one overall pick in the NFL and backup quarterbacks are winning ball games. Not a good day, especially when you're in a contract year. Matthew, the Jets beating the Bengals with Mike White, stunning. Okay, stunning. King says we had to eat Carson's contract. By the way, man, in a matter of eight minutes, those were two of the worst interceptions I've ever seen um, by Carson Wentz. That, that was were terrible. Those were terrible, terrible interceptions. And especially in the division now that the Colts could have won because of the loss of Derrick Henry potentially, man, I don't get it. David, 
Jordan Howard was on the field, man. I was rooting for that all season. James, is it that more of a reflection on the coaching or Hurts just curious on what do you think? I think it's a combo. King says we'll get guys. With what, Howie? King Music, let me ask you something. Howie Roseman is a horrific drafter. He's horrible. Ski, I still want to see Minshew start a game. So do I. So do I. You, you, if you think you're going to complete nine passes against the Chargers and win that game, good luck to you, man. Cowboys won with a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush, who I've never heard of. I had to look it up. He went to East Carolina. I can't believe what I watched. Could not believe it. Bryant says, only letting Hurts pass 14 times should speak volumes to all the fans out there. That Hurts experiment could be coming to an end soon. Brian, great take. That's right. Because the take earlier since we've been on is this. They realize they can't keep the ball in his hands if they're going to win a ball game. They can't put the ball in Hurts' hands. He can't win a game. But the rest of the team can. Take it out of his hands. D. Booth. Is Hurts good enough to be a bridge court? Man. Xander, put that up there. That's beautiful. Could he be a bridge court? That's the first time any of you have said this. Could he be a bridge to something else? Absolutely. There's bridges everywhere. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a bridge quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is a bridge quarterback. The Saints are trying to figure out if Jameis Winston is a bridge quarterback. Jameis gets hurt. He tore his knee. That experiment is over now. Tyson Hill is a bridge guy. He's a gimmick quarterback. Okay? So there's guys that are, look, Sam Darnold, they're trying to figure out in Carolina if he's a bridge. They're trying to figure out if Tua's a bridge. They're trying to figure all of this out right now. Looking around the league. That's what they're doing. Kurt Cousins is like a guy that's caught like in the middle of a bridge guy. That's why when he was in Washington, look how many years that they gave him the franchise tag. Because they kept going, is he a bridge? Is he a franchise? Is he a bridge or is he a franchise? She's saying, is he? Yes, yes, that's Birdman. He's good enough for that. He's good enough. Paul says jet sweeps to rigor is what Peterson used to do. That's right, man. King Music, Howie's a horrible drafter because of all the picks are always back half of the first round. Really? The Patriots made a living down there. The Ravens made a living there. Seattle's made a living there. I want to pick later in the rounds. You know why? I get the best player and I don't overpay. How many times in the top 10 do you... When you see top 10 picks in the NFL draft, do you know what that necessarily means? It's going to be about a 
success rate on any of those guys living up to the draft spot that they were drafted at and for the money that they're making. How many times have you seen guys drafted in the top 11 picks and those guys end up just being absolutely terrible? Okay, 28% success rate. Take a look at these so-called draft experts, you know, and see if any of their drafts have ever come out to where they've hit on every one of the guys that were picked in the respected spots that they were saying that they were going to be picked. Mark, that's a good call, Mark. Thank you so much. Guys, if you could please do me a favor, hit the like button. Thank you so much. You guys are spectacular, man. The red, second to fourth is where you make your money as a drafter. Amen. From I, I say more red from three down. I say more from three down. Okay? More from three down that you get more of that. Corey, yo, chill on. Chilling on the, okay, developed players look at every guy who's left. Corey, I, I think what they have to do is continue to do what they did in this game against the Lions, and they have to start seeing what else they have. The quarterback, they took the ball out of his hands, like many of you have said here. That's the takeaway, is that they took the ball out of the hands. Absolutely. It's smart. It's smart coaching. Nick Sirianni saved his locker room on how they look at him. Look, it didn't start out sweet. The whole thing with the planting of the seeds and the flowers and the Kobayashi videos and T-shirts and all that other stuff. You get a win, it covers all that up. Hey, and people are going like this. Sills. You sound like you don't, you're not giving the Eagles credit for the win. Against the Lions? Again, man, this is like thanking me for not robbing a bank. You don't get kudos in the league for beating teams you're supposed to beat. All right, listen, I'm going to get to everybody. Please hit that like button. We so appreciate everybody coming aboard here on this football money. We got so much to hit. I mean, there is so much content from Saturday's college football the NFL, some big stories. How about all the major injuries that we're starting to see? And it's going to change the landscape of the entire NFL. We're almost at the halfway point. By the way, I'm going to ask Gary Cobb this question. We're almost at the halfway point now with the extra game being added, right? But we are here now. It's three and five. What does Gary give the grade for the Eagles? We'll ask him next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. There's always a saying when a coach goes into a defensive meeting or an offensive meeting, guys, you don't get credit for not robbing a bank. Just remember that. Okay? You don't. Let's get our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. His thoughts here on this game. And I don't know, man. I'm supposed to feel excited on a Monday after a 44-6 ass-kicking by the Eagles over the Lions, but I don't know, Gary. Maybe it's just me and Philadelphia starting to wear off on me a little bit, and maybe I'm starting to take on the personality and starting to rip the method instead of the result here, well, which I'm hating. But um, give me, you give know, me I, your thoughts. I used to have a phrase. I used to, you know, I mean, it's probably still appropriate. to call it Negadelphia. <laughs> and, you know, I, I used to, you know, talking on the radio, i talk about Negadelphia. And, you know, people see me places, they come up, hey, Negadelphia, you know, you're right, Gary. That, that, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, and I, I think in some cases everywhere, you know, people want to uh, have somebody to jab, you know, because somebody's jabbing them, you know. Like, I got somebody jab, jabbing me at my job. I can always look over here and go, look at the damn Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> You know, somebody get mad at, or, 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 you know, uh, the guy goes home and the missus is giving him the business, you know, he got to go somewhere and go kick the dog. Well, you know, what they tell us about people kicking the dog, whatever. Somebody <laughs> take, a, take a shot at. So uh, the Eagles are there. So, you know, they're going like, dang on it. Even the Eagles won. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you take away? What was your takeaway from Sunday's game, though? Well, you know, I, I I saw some some good things. I think that that uh, they took over the game with the the offensive line took over the game, the defensive line took over the game, and I thought that that's what happened. And 
obviously the Lions, because I saw them on tape, they looked better. They were playing harder against people. I think they started listening to them press clippers. They go, you know, we're 0-7, but everybody's talking about how hard we're playing. Like, you know, they they, they were horrible. I mean, uh, Jared Goff, you see why they wanted him out of L.A. I mean, talking about check down Charlie. Oh. Come on. He's just trying to dump the ball off. He's not even looking downfield, you know, because he doesn't want to get hit. And they were doing an awful job of uh, protecting him. But I'll give the Eagles credit in that they came out and um, they took over that game. They ran the ball. I mean, run a simple run play. You know, the, the fact that we're going like, great job, coach. You call the run play. I mean, seven, eight weeks just to run once a running play. I mean, it's working. Keep on running. Why would you stop? So. Anyway, um, they did they did execute. They put this team away, and both sides of the ball, they really were dominant. Looking at the tape, you know, they really were kicking butt. And I, I was waiting to see Josh Sweat step up. You know, I, I, I saw him over at practice, you know, and the kid had been playing. I mean, he really had shown, you know, in the, the last couple of uh, training camps. But it ain't about training camp, kid. You got to make some plays when it counts. So he stepped up, made some plays. I think he, you know, the, the kid looks like he can play. I'm, I'm expecting more out of him. And, you know, they took him, even the linebackers made a few plays. You know, I, I thought the linebackers were playing where they going like, they thought it was illegal to tackle the other team on, the, on their side of the ball. <laughs> so, it, you know, you just, you just feel low though that, you're making a big deal about beating the Lions. I know. And, and, and Gary, to me, I came away from it exactly how you did. I went, okay, so the Lions, I guess they may have disrespected the way that the Eagles were playing. Maybe it looked a little chaotic on film. They weren't going to run the ball. And, and then I think, and I look and I go, wow, Jalen had nine completions. I mean, when you see 46 rushing attempts and you see nine completions, Hell, man, that's like an old SC offense back that, in the day, that's, man. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, it's it's like you know the kid in high school. I mean, the kid knows he's ugly, and he's he's matched up with the ugly girl. I mean, that's all. I mean, you know, like everybody else is is taken anyway. So he goes over there and he can't even look at the girl. God bless her. She just whooped. That's what beating the Lions is like, man. It's like, you know, you, 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 you but you'll take it, you know, because it is going in the right direction. And, and really, when I step back, the Eagles, come on, this is a rebuilding team. You know, we talk about wanting them to win and people want them to win and everything. But they obviously go in the meetings, they go, look, we're not going to the Super Bowl. Who are we kidding? We're playing to try to put together. We're looking for people that, you know, we can, that are going to be there when we become a good football team. So that's what really they're doing now. That's why we're looking at Jalen Hurts. Is he our guy to be our quarterback going forward? Who else? So Josh Sweat, is he a guy to where we have a kid that, hey, this kid is going to be rushing the passer for us when we got a good football team? That's what we're looking for. And that's really what this season is about. And 
there's nothing to get all excited about beating the Lions, you know, because that's not what you're dreaming of doing. I mean, even though you're down there right now, that's not what this is about. They brought Nick Suriani in here. And and you know what? I, I went by something. We got to find, is Nick Suriani somebody that can build yeah. a team that can win? That's that's all this is about. It's not about any of the other thing. That's why the older guys, I mean, you know, you get worked up about them, you know, and everything. But but they go back in the meeting room. They go, look, these guys aren't going to be here when we turn the corner. We know we don't have really a a playoff football team. We don't have a playoff football team right now. So what we're looking for is who's going to be on this team when we do have a playoff football team. That's what we're really looking for. That's really what this season about is about. So it's about Nick Suriani, Jalen Hurts, and all the young players. The older guys, come on. They really know. They know what time it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, especially if you've got a big salary. That's right. you got a big salary. And, now uh, you know, uh, of course, everybody was looking to see, hey, is somebody going to be traded? Is somebody going to be traded? That's the whole talk. Well, you're not talking about trading people if you you think you're going to the you got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. No, you're looking for people. Well, the Eagles know they were talking about trading people. That's why they traded, traded Zach Ertz. And they probably have been talking. And who knows? Somebody might leave between the day and tomorrow. I mean, it's uh, it's that time. That's what time it is. Just like you got somebody who's 85 years old. They know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the back nine here, man. We know what's up here, man. Hey, let that's me ask right. you this, though, Gare. Yeah. Okay, the stuff that's going on in Dallas now, and I'm thinking that this Dak Prescott injury could be a little bit more significant. Now, Cooper Rush rolls in, gets a big win last night against the Vikings. I did not see that coming. Yeah. The kid even throws for over 300 yards in the game. You're sitting at three and five. I'm not suggesting in any way they've got one loss or so far ahead in the East. However, with the way that teams like the Buccaneers, they get beat by um, like backup quarterbacks after Jameis Winston goes down. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, the NFC, maybe with a lot of teams with holes in it. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out and I'm playing here. Yeah. But Dallas's injury now, when we're talking about Dak here, I mean, you're sitting at three and five. I mean, I mean, and you know what? You know, I look at the schedule. They can easily go six and three. You, they can go six and three. I mean, some of the teams they're playing. Come on, the Giants. The Giants can't get out of their own way. I mean, Washington. They can't beat anybody. So, if the the Eagles are going to be in those games, they could win six out of the last nine games. Who knows? Really, they could even win more than that because these teams aren't that good. If if the Eagles had a good football team, they'd be going to the playoffs because it's because their schedule is right there for them. So, but you know, I don't you know I don't know whether they're going to do it or not. I mean, if they do run the ball, they're going to be in the game. Are they going to win the game? I don't know, but they're going to be in a lot of these games that they got to play because they're playing bad football teams. Absolutely, Gary. Let me throw this one at you here too. Now we're sitting here. And, you know, you're, you're, you're almost at the halfway point. You know, that new game now being added to the mix now. There's 17 ball games, But yeah. let's just take it for it being a halfway mark. What grade would you give Nick Sirianni, the players, the football organization? What would be the grade you give at the halfway point for the Eagles? I, I give them a D. And, and the reason I'm giving them a D, um, you know, they won three games, so I'm going to give them a D. 
because I don't like the progress. You know, I don't mind that they're three and five, you know, but I'm not really, that's not really what this is about. This is about right now is building a championship football team. So I want to see what are we about? I want to know. And he, that's been blurry. What are we about? I don't, I don't know. Look, are, are, are we building a team that's going to win, meaning like, what is our formula for winning? Now, we saw some of that, you know, against the Lions, you know, if, they, if they'd have played every game where they're not necessarily, they could have the same record, but if they came out every week and played where, okay, we are trying to, we want to run the ball some, and it's going to open up our passing game. Because I, I look at Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, what are they doing? Okay, they're running. They want to get their running. They're going to try to run on you because that's going to help their passing game. Because once they run the ball on you, now they're going to play action pass. They're going to throw the ball, but they are going to try to run the ball on you, meaning like they're never going to totally get away from the run. They know what they are. This is what they're going to do. The Eagles come out. They don't even, you know, that's why I got it. I, I, I would almost give them an F because, come on. Right now, this is not about just winning this game. This is about what you're trying to build. So you want to be telling the guys, this is the kind of football team we got. This is what we're about. So you tell the offensive lineman, look, we're going to give you a chance to fire out and hit that guy across from you. We want to be able to run the ball. That's got, that should be something everybody talks about. Every good team I've ever been around, that's what it means. Like, they want to run the ball. That doesn't mean they're going to run the ball every play. But we're going to establish a running game. And we will impose our will on this team. We don't care where we're playing at. We're taking this two yards right here. We get down the goal line. We're not going to try to a million different plays. We're running the ball in there. We figure we can get two yards. So I want to see them establish some of those things. And then at the quarterback position, I want them talk. I want to hear them talking about what they want out of the quarterback position. They want a leader. We want accuracy with the throws. We wanted you to be able to, you know, read the defense. This is what we're looking for in our quarterback. And I, I don't hear that over there yet. I don't hear clear things. You know, a lot of the things he's talking, I don't like the fact that Nick, he doesn't realize, look, the media cannot save you. You don't win games, buddy. You could be everybody's, he's the greatest guy in the world. They're going to get rid of you. You're not here to, you know, he, he works too hard to befriend the media, like getting into things that we don't need to hear all of that. You know, he's getting into talking about what he told the players and all the stuff about the, you know, the flowers and all that stuff. And I'm not talking about specifically that story. I'm talking about he tries so hard to have everybody like him. I tell him, hey, my man, you're not here. Yeah, because they they want to like you. That's not your job. You're here to win football games. If you don't win football games, you could be the most popular person in this city. You are going to get fired. That's what this is about. You were here, to, and and I and and I don't hear that. I don't see it. And I think he's kind of lost his way. He needs to get back there. Try to win games, man. It ain't about the nonsense with the t-shirts, all these different talking points. Man, get out of here with this. What is the talk to win the game? That's what. And I, and so that's got to be the focus. And I think he's lost that a bit because Philly's tough now. I know Philly's tough. So 
He got here, he's, but he's gotten distracted, man. It ain't about all that other stuff. Yeah, it's you not know? about off the field Come on. stuff here. Hey, you know I, I want to throw get, the, I, I want to go here. Get Jimmy in here to tell him about that. Jimmy will tell him, look, oh, yeah. dude, you got better win. That's the only when, thing winning, keep winning silence is all that stuff here. Do you yeah. think last week, Gary, that as they were looking at the game film and they were looking at the preparation, they kind of maybe took a page out of what was going on in Cleveland where they went like this. Look, the strength of our offense is not at the perimeter. It's in our old line. Yeah. And do you think they decided to do this? Well, he's not accurate, as you've been saying all year long. You know, he's either overthrowing or he's not finding the wide receivers. He's a one-read guy. You think they're doing to Jalen Hurts what they're doing to Baker Mayfield and taking the ball out of his hands, and they're going to go forward the rest of the way out with, you know, like not having the ball in his hands so he doesn't hurt the team. And he's not going to win games, but he's not going to hurt the team, and they're going to rely on running the ball like they're doing in Cleveland. You think they've come to that realization? Well, he hasn't said it. Uh, you know, that that is something that I think, you know, I mean, I, I look and I see, hey, he misses a guy because you, you can't, if a guy's wide open on third down, he's got to hit that guy in order for you to keep the ball. So I could understand them doing that. I haven't heard him communicate that. I haven't heard him, the players talking that way. Uh, all I heard after the game, he's talking about, well, we were moving the ball and then Lane Johnson came and told me and some of the other offensive linemen, hey, we need to keep on running. We can block these guys. We you found that out. Wow. <laughs> then rather than you going, look, hey, you coach is supposed to be telling, hey, we're running the ball on these guys. No, you got the lineman come telling him, hey, let coach, let's keep running the ball. I mean, don't so, you see that on film, Gary, if you're a coach? I mean, I, really. I don't know. I don't know. See, that's why I think the, I think he's come in here and he's really let Philly distract him because stuff he's talking about, he didn't doesn't doesn't need to stress that. You stress the football, man. Hey, we need linemen that are gonna go in there and gonna win their their battle with guys, you know, and and a good coach is tough. You know, a good coach is gonna call you out, hey. But, you know, he, he doesn't talk that way. He's, he's talking all this stuff, that, that, like I said, trying to befriend people. And these people get you fired, man. Yeah. No, <laughs> because you, listen too much, you listen too much of the noise here. And, you know, a guy asked a question here earlier on the show. Is Jalen Hurts closer to being one of those bridge quarterbacks uh, or a franchise quarterback? And I'm more believing that he's a bridge quarterback now until the Eagles can figure out what, where to go and what to do. Do you agree? I, I, I agree. I agree. Right now, he has not showed us that he could be the franchise quarterback. I mean, he hasn't shown that to us because you got to be able to make the throws, you know, the, the, the simple throws. I mean, out route, you got to put it on the guy, you know, and you got to get to the point where you can do that consistently. We can count on you to make that throw. That guy's open. That, that ball's on him. Because, you know, good quarterbacks in the league, they can do that almost with the eyes closed. You look at all of the quality ones. And and really, you know, you know, with this um, with the way the game is right nowadays. You, you need a quarterback that can make the throws because the passing game, because good teams come out and they're boom, boom, boom. They'll put 30 on you, you know, and. The Eagles, you know, times come, we've seen it where the offense just disappears where they, they can't complete a pass. 
So he he's got he's got to, he's got to prove that, and and right now he hasn't done it. Now and the thing is, I like the kid. He's a good kid, you know. I know a lot of people like the kid. I like my own kids, <laughs> but I don't want them quarterbacking for me. You know what I mean? I, so that's what you know. What I mean, and because I know some people say, "Oh, Gary, man, oh, you know," I like the kid. Yeah, I do too. But but that's not what this is about. He's right. got to be able to make those throws. Or you have times which you've had, you've seen, where you have times during the game where you got no offense because you got to be able to throw the ball in this league. But running it, that's that's been the coach. The coach is where you don't even mix in the run. You're supposed to have that balance. And you see it with good teams, man. When uh, San Francisco was playing at their best, man, they come out, they hit you with that run, man. All of a sudden, you play action pass. Where's Kittle at? Man, oh, no. You know, that's the way they hit you. And good teams, like, uh, you know, when uh, KC is playing the way they want to, hey, they hit you with those quick runs. And then when uh, Mahomes pulls it out of that zoom, you know, they go after you, man, they hit you fast. But these teams can score. And when they're uh, when they're moving and playing the way they're capable, you know, they're it's going to be three, at least 3-0 on, on the end of that game. So, you got to be able to score with them. So if you're going to be a good team, you got to have a quarterback able to, able to make all those throws. And he hasn't shown us he can do that consistently yet. And I, I think they they obviously have probably told him he's come on he's he's got to he's got to prove that. Or are you going to see them use those picks and they're going to go get a quarterback? Absolutely, Gary. What do you think of the job that Jonathan Gannon did with that defense, moving guys around? Like you said, you know there was a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, I thought that, that was one of their best efforts, I yes. thought, at yes. tackling, I, I liked what he was getting doing. to the ball, all yes. of that, setting the edge. What would you think of it? Well, I, I liked it because they, they ran a couple of blitzes. Yep. You know, uh, they, they gave them a different look. Uh, as you said, you know, they were they were, um, were setting the edge. They were uh, uh, aggressive. I saw, and I've got to give T.J. Edwards. He was, the, he was a linebacker. He looked like he was playing linebacker. I mean, the guy was going up, made a couple of, tackles behind the line of scrimmage because like i said i thought the eagles linebackers thought hey that's illegal to tackle a guy behind the line of scrimmage he he, he read the play and boom he attacked uh because i was looking at tape of them and they have just been waiting they just wait there at five yards deep we let the lineman come on them but uh so i saw edwards doing that and, and that was that was refreshing to see uh but that the line came out and took over the game they 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 uh they they took away the run game, and then they got after golf. And golf, he turned right into check down Charlie. He wasn't even looking downfield at all. He's just dumping the ball to the running back, not even looking down. And and uh, that's why he's no longer in L.A. He's, he's not a tough quarterback. He's not the kind of kid where you say he's tough and he's in there fighting. No, he, he mails it in. And the uh, Eagles made him mail it in, and they exposed him. They, the, 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 uh, the Lions looked... They were horrible, and you got to give them credit. So, I, I all the uh, the 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 guys on the defensive line, good job. Uh, even though we didn't hear much from uh, Fletcher or, you know, well, you know, Hargrave, they're giving him they're they're giving him more attention now, you know. Yeah. But um, but I I I like what the defense did. They did a good job, and then you know Avante Maddox punching that ball out. I mean, you know, that is the way an aggressive team plays where. Even if you are playing in a two-deep zone, because Tampa used to play it all the time. Look at the yep. way they play. 
Man, they played two. an aggressive two deep zone. Yeah, they were. They, they they didn't give you anything, and they man, you'll be three guys on you every time uh, you, a guy caught the ball or trying to run. You don't have to play passive, and uh, I thought they played that way. Hopefully, we see more of that going forward. That's that's the way you're supposed to play football. Finally, here, uh, Nick Sirianni. I said that he had to really win this game on Friday because he had oh. to win the locker room and make sure that he didn't lose both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. Does he does he give himself a reprieve? And now you got a good Chargers team that you're going to be playing here. Is it going to be more about consistency, Gary? That the team is going to look to him because again, it's been a pretty bumpy ride, as you said, for Nick Sirianni. A win like that, I don't know how far it goes, but if you put two in a row together, that kind of like maybe settles the boiling water. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. And and we want to hear a clear message, you know, about what it what we what's our formula for winning. Uh, you know, our formula for winning is we we want to win the battle where we're able to run the ball. We want to be able to impose our will on the other team. Uh, we want our defensive line to get after people. And uh, and we're going – and, if you know, uh, our defense is a swarming defense. We get to the ball. Everybody to the ball, you know. Uh, you don't want to hear, you know, talking like that football terms about what you emphasize and and, and stay away from the nonsense, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let's hear, let's see him talk about football. And, uh, you know, because part of football is coming out, man, hey, we're going to get two yards. We're, hey, we're taking it. We're not asking you for it. We're taking it. And uh, I want to see him do some things like that. I, w- I would love to see them at times come out, bring in an extra tackle, put an extra tackle in there. We're running the ball on you guys, you know, and then, you know, you you go ahead and get into your passing game, but definitely I'd like them to, to uh, cause they got a big offensive line, be physical every game, be physical. Uh, even if you lose, you come out, you get after the other team. Uh, and then, you know, you, of course you could throw the ball as well because they still need uh, ways to go because as much as we're talking about their running game, uh, you know, you got you got the, the youngsters been dropping passes. You know, Devontae Smith. We got you know. I had to kind of have a talk with him. Hey, we, you know, you caught everything in college. We need you hanging on to the ball. We brought you here to catch the football. So he needs to start hanging on to that ball better. And and they just need to be uh, smoother in their uh, in their passing game. But I did like the fact that we saw Dallas Goddard. Now, see, Dallas Goddard is showing how good of a football player that he is. He's 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 a good football player and. Uh, they're going to be able to feature him more that, you know, he's he's the number one tight end and they'll be able to get it to him. And that's a good thing. So, uh, and see, a t- good tight end goes with the running game, man. It is nearly impossible to control a good tight end if they got a good running game because the two go together. And, you know, you got the same look, the play action. And, you know, because I know I've been chasing some tight ends I, back in the day. <laughs> Man, where's that son of a gun at, man? And that tight end is gone with a good, you know, if you got a good running game, because you got There's Ozzy running down the scene. Oh, man. (laughs) Somebody get him. Somebody get him. Hey, Garrett, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You're so great to me, man. Thank you so much, my man. Let's see what they do against the Chargers. Appreciate it, Gary. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. That's my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. We'll take a brief time out. Get right back to you. Listen. I'm going to tell you what we need to do next going forward. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Dave Cilio. Guys, let me, let, let, let me lay it out here for you before I start responding. And by the way, Gary Cobb was fantastic in coming on the program. You know, am I supposed to be impressed with a team beating the hell out of the Detroit Lions 44-6? Am I? What is, what is this about here? By the way, I don't take one loss like we do in college and automatically brand a football team that they're that, like you see in college. College, you lose one game, chances of you potentially playing for a national championship are over. In the NFL, it's more about a collective trend. That's why I look at quarter polls, first four games of a season, halfway mark, three quarters, all the way through. You can get an identity. Who are the Eagles? What's their identity? One week they don't run the ball, but two times. Another week they run the ball 46 times. Another week they have a quarterback with nine completions. You know what's so frustrating? I don't know who they are. We're at the halfway mark of the NFL season. I know who the Bucks are. I know what the Rams are. Hell, I know what the damn Cincinnati Bengals are. I know where they want to go. 
all these teams that are good football teams have an identity by now. We haven't established an identity. Do you want to run it? Are you trying to do these stupid RPOs? Have you surrendered the RPOs? Have you taken the ball out of the hands of Jalen Hurts? I can't tell. That's why the coaching is so helter-skelter, and it's all over the place. It's everywhere. One week we're this. One week we're that. Now, look, if you had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, that's a good thing because that means you're a chameleon. Hey, I said this all the time. One of the secret sauces in New England that made the Patriots so dynamic, you know what it was? One week, you could have a guy run the ball 46 times. Another week, you could have him run the ball once, and they're going to beat you. The difference is, is that you got Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. In New England, there was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. There's a difference. Okay? You're three and five. I don't know. I actually don't know what that means. You're kind of in the middle of bad teams. That show promise. Watch this. Congratulations. You beat the Lions. Xander said this before to me, too, a couple minutes before we went on the air. You know, they are NFL players. So what? Dude, excuses are like off-ramps. I don't want to hear them. This is about winning championships. It's about being good all the time. We're not just very good. How'd you get here? Bad indecision when it came to selecting drafts. Coaches who left because, hey, you know the worst thing to happen to the Eagles was? They couldn't replace success. All the coaches that were on the staff, all the things that they were doing inside the coaching staff, the personnel, they've not been able to maintain success. You know why? Because the franchise is really not known for maintaining success. Let's take a look at that, for instance. I think you're under the notion that the Philadelphia Eagles are always good. They're not. There's teams that maintain success on a yearly basis. That again, you're in the group of everyone else. Okay? Which is the majority of the league. There's very few teams that maintain that type of success. Green Bay. You know, you know, for instance, you how many people think New England is a bell standard and a gold standard type franchise in the NFL? Prior to Tom Brady, I mean, really? Drew Bledsoe, Tony Eason, Steve Grogan, Jim Plunkett, they were nothing to write home about were the Boston slash New England Patriots. Maintaining success is incredibly difficult. Ask the Falcons. But this thing has rolled downhill so fast we're now here with a stopgap quarterback, and you know what else we're doing? We're taking victory laps by beating the Lions. How did you go from winning a Super Bowl 
to taking victory laps, beating the shitty Lions. Man. Think of that, for instance. Think of that where your expectations have fallen to. Man. Seriously, think about how you, you now look at it. You're taking victory laps for beating the Lions. And this team is 1,700 days removed from hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy. How'd you go from that to that? Hey, we got a big win, 44-6. to We ran the hell out of the football. Man, have we fallen on what our expectations are for this Eagle team? Sad. So am I supposed to sit here and adjust my expectations? Oh, hey, congratulations. Here, I know what people think. Dan, can't you give people kudos for winning? What do you think you're doing on Sundays when you get a professional paycheck? That's like asking the mailman, hey, or telling the mailman, congratulations, you did your route. You delivered all the mail. Hey, man, way to go. Man went, mailman would look at you and go, that's my job. This is a job, guys. This is not college. You don't give people pats on the back for winning like this. You don't get pats on the back. You don't get pats on the back for this. This is not something you slap. You know what you get a pat on the back for? Beating the Bucks, Beating the Cowboys. Beating the Rams. This Charger win would be nice. This Charger win. I'd, I'd be, I'll tell you what. If the Eagles can beat this Charger team, hey, and get this, New England beat them with a rookie. New England beat this Charger team with a rookie at quarterback. That's right. This is big here. We want to see progress. I want to see identity. Man, we're at the halfway mark of the year, and I can't tell you shit about the Eagles. Except this, they show up to play games on Sunday. Somebody, you know, I, I saw somebody say, Sills, you're a hater. No, I'm passionate about winning. And I want to see you guys win ball games. Be given a lot of good intel on Nick Sirianni. I want it to pan out. By the way, I'm not rooting for Jalen Hurts to fail. I'm not rooting for Sirianni to fail. I'm not rooting for anybody to fail. But I'm going to call something out when I see it. I was like this. Wow, they beat the Lions 44-6. to Fantastic. What do you want me to say? What, do you want, what, 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 what more do you want me to say? 46 rushing attempts, 236 yards. Someone would go like this. That's great. You know what I would say to really another NFL guy, maybe not a fan? You know what I would say to him? What took you so long? You did more in that game than you have in the last five games when it came to running the ball. Well, the Lions, it was, you know, 
that was something that we could do. No, what I think happened was last week, I think the coaching staff came to the realization that they got to take the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands. And this is you're going to see more of this. The Eagles are here. Here's my identity of the Eagles. You ready? They can't pass because they're not accurate. They've got an O-line, and they should be running it. Okay? They should be running it, and they should have been running it. All right, I'm going to get to you guys' thoughts now, but do me a favor. Like the show, please. Hit the like button. We really appreciate it. You guys have been spectacular to us. You guys have been just really wonderful. So all the people that jump aboard with us each and every single day, I can't thank you enough. John D., message to the owner of the Eagles, run the freaking damn ball. John, that's the strength of your football team. Gary Cobb just said it. They dominated on the offense and defensive side of the ball up front. Stick to it. Now you got Joey Boza this weekend. Joey Boza can get around the corner. They can rush the passer. Okay? Hey, and by the way, why weren't the Eagles in the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes? Can I ask that question? Why were the Eagles not in that in that conversation to try to make a trade? From what I'm understanding, Stafford was in conversation with the Colts. He was in conversation with the Niners. The Niners confirmed that. Denver was looking at him. Obviously, the Rams were looking at him. I mean, there were multiple teams that were looking at Matt Stafford. Why, why, why weren't the Eagles in the conversation? I never heard their name brought up one time. You see what Matthew Stafford is doing in Los Angeles? And now that they just get uh, Von Miller? So wait a minute. Since 2011, you've got the guy who's got the most sacks in the league, who hasn't lost a step, and you've got the best interior defensive tackle who's got the most sacks since he's been in the league. And you've got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. How are the Rams doing this? How is Les Snead and Kevin Demoff, the front office of the Rams, doing all this? And you bring Matthew Stafford in. I thought Howie was this, like, so-called, like, guru dude at making deals. How come he wasn't in the conversation? Lou says they paid Detroit to take golf. Dog. Well, who's paying for Wentz? Here, wait. Who's paying for Wentz? Ah, maybe the Rams didn't want Wentz. Okay, or maybe Detroit didn't want Wentz. That's right, Lou, we are. Scheme team. That's right, the Rams signed Vaughn Miller this morning. I tweeted it out at Dan Cilio's show. So look what they've got. They don't even care about draft choices. Look at what the Rams do. Get this for a second. I want to show you the difference between the Rams and the Eagles. I don't know. When's the last time the Rams had a first-round draft choice? They gave him away for Jalen Ramsey to the Jags. They traded for Matthew Stafford. 
They traded for Von Miller. Do they even have any draft picks anymore? These guys are all in in Los Angeles. You know what Howie does? He sits around collecting them like they're coins, these draft picks. And you know what he does with those coins? He loses them. Or they lose value because when he makes the picks, they suck. Why have draft picks if you're not utilizing them? Kevin says they want to win. Eagles, it's all about business and money, not spending it. Kevin, oh, Sills, big news. D. Jackson is asking for a trade. And Kevin, guess where they're talking about trading? Deshaun Jackson, New England. They need an over-the-top receiver. And the Patriots are talking about getting Deshaun Jackson up there. You know, that dude is still 95% faster than anybody in the NFL. Okay? And um, New England's talking about potentially trying to make something happen there before tomorrow. Beat says, can't wait to watch him spend three this year. Hilton Chargers are the worst in the league against the run. Okay? Hey, run the ball 50 times? I'm with you on that one. I'm with you there. I like poopy pants. Good afternoon, brother. Buck's not in on Jackson. I don't think so. Uno says 96% of the league he thinks it's Sean Jackson. Can you imagine? And by the way, for the record, the Patriots are now four and four too, right? They're now four and four. Okay. They're now four and four. Man, and like I said to you before, it's never good when you're watching a quarterback complete nine passes and you're watching Mike White beat the Bengals. Or you're, you're watching Trevor Simeon or whomever win ball games and you're watching these backup dudes like in New Orleans win ball games. I mean, guys... When you're seeing backups win and beat elite teams, the Buccaneers, that was just such a great coach game by Sean Payton. That was a great coach game by Belichick beating the Chargers. Okay? Jeff says, hey, Sills, congrats on the Canes' big win on Saturday. It was. I'm happy for Manning. It was. Yeah, they're 4-4. Four and four. Okay? But I, I get it. I get it. Joe, Dan, million-dollar question. Pat's years of success, more coach or Brady? Joe, I think it went at first. I think at first it went Belichick, and then Brady took it from there. If you understand what I'm saying, I think, I think Bill laid the blueprint for Tom, and then Tom took it the same way when Greg Popovich laid it down in San Antonio. And I think Duncan took it and went further with it, if that makes sense to you. I, I, I think Duncan did that, and he took it the same way Brady did. I see a lot of similarities between those two franchises because you had superstar guys in the room that understood the BS that was being said to them but filtered it out, and yet, you know, you filtered out a culture. 
Brady took that, you know, hey, no days off, whatever that was. And by the way, Bruce Arians is home by 6.30 at night. He don't sit around and burn the midnight oil in Tampa. That guy's in bed by 9.30. Bruce does not burn the midnight oil. He's not one of those coaches like Gruden that sleeps on a cot in his office. That ain't what that guy's about. He's not that dude. So that culture is way different than it is in New England. I think Brady took it and kind of massaged it into his form of success. And I think that's kind of what Tim Duncan did also when he was in San Antonio. Monkey mind. Hey, Sills, remember how bad Lamar Jackson was passing the ball? Now look at him. Hurts, he still could do it. Just saying positive. Okay. There's no quarterback class. Lou, Lou brings a point up there. Hey, Lou, do you stick with Hertz next year? Because you know why there is no quarterback class? And maybe you draft a guy in the third or fourth round, hoping to catch magic like some of the other teams did. Remember something. Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round. He was not a first or second round draft choice. So or Brady was a sixth rounder. Kirk Cousins was a fourth rounder. So, I mean, can you get lucky in the latter round where you find a guy? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think quarterbacks are hard to evaluate because the most important thing you can't evaluate is how the guy processes the information. And more people look at the athleticism of the quarterback than they do the actual how he takes that information in. Joe says it takes you one game to notice the – Lack of velocity on Hertz's throws. Yeah, I think it does, man. I think you're right. And his, the fact that he's constantly overthrowing. Hilton says Dak was a fourth rounder, right? Look at Dak now. $42 million a year. Hey, and by the way, let me say this to you about the Cowboys. You know how disrespectful the Cowboys are to every NFL team that plays in the NFC East? They sat their guy last night. They worked him out prior to the game. But because they thought the team sucked so bad in the NFC East, they sat Dak. Because Jerry and Stephen Jones know they have it wrapped up. Wow. If I were Washington, New York, Philadelphia, man, how is that not on your billboard? And the Cowboys get a win. The Cowboys get a win. Okay? I think they're going to sit Dak. This coming week, why Why would I, man? Look at the lead I have in the division. I got a three-game lead in the division. Why would I care, right? Look at the lead, man. Is it a four-game lead now in the division? Why would, I, why would I need to play Dak Prescott? This is about getting to, you know, the playoffs and getting hopefully home field advantage. And I would say this at the halfway mark. Is there a team playing better than Dallas right now? Rams, the Bucs just laid an egg, but I mean, for like the first, they're six and two. They played decent. But in the NFC, think about it. Who's the team that's played the best football in the NFC? Packers? Okay. Jay says Dallas could be one and done. Well, that's been their history as of late. Jermaine says Packers. Yeah, that was a big win on Thursday night over the the Cardinals, too. E. Clark comes in with the cards. But you know what's crazy? Lachey, I'll say the Packers, probably you're right. I think the Packers. 
But I would say this to you. There's still, you know, you, you, you watch, you know, the games and nobody's really blowing anybody away. Outside of that first game that the Cowboys played against the Bucs, they could have won that ball game. I don't know, man. Bucks lose a game, or they win a game with a doink off the upright, right, against the Pats. I don't know. Could be sitting at five and three right now. Lachey says Dallas has played some terrible quarterbacks. You're right. You're right. Kevin says cards if they don't fall apart. Sportsman 22, Packers first, Bill second. I, hey, Sportsman, I'm talking more NFC in the Eagles division. But, yeah, I mean, if we're looking at the overall NFL, best teams right now, top three teams, Packers. Hey, you want to hear something that's just tragic? How about this, man? You know what the number one seed is in the AFC? The number one seed right now in the AFC are the Tennessee Titans. And they've lost Derrick Henry for the year. That thing is going south fast. They're working out Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, and some of these other stiffs. Man, you're not. But I want to tell you, guys, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. This may be a blessing in disguise. Hey, monkey mind, follow me here. This may be a blessing in disguise. Okay? F follow me here. This dude, I think, had 217 carries. And if he plays at the same pace next week, okay, he'd be at the halfway point. He'd be at like 245 carries, the halfway point. Think of that. Means he's on pace for 500 carries. Blows anything away anybody's ever done. This may come back to save him. This may help him and his longevity, getting time off and not taking these gigantic hits. Okay? Nobody wants to have your season end when your back goes out. But this may help him. I know you're like, how can an injury help a player? because he ain't going to be taking those hits. He would have ran the ball, guys. Derrick Henry would have ran the ball for 500 freaking carries on the current pace. Man. I don't know how a guy could take that. I think he would have broke Eric Dickerson's record. I think he would have went over 2106. He would have went over 2106 on pace for big numbers, but... Like I said, man, I mean, but how many people feel that Ryan Tannehill is going to lead the Titans to the number one seed by the end of the year in the AFC? I don't. And think of this for a minute. Kansas City's not even in the race right now because they're sitting at three and four. Jay, 500 carries. Dude, man, you guys remember that guy, Bobby Thigpen, back in the day? He was a saver. Guy was a closer back in the day. I think he was for the White Sox. Remember that year he had like 69 saves or some crazy number, right? Guy was never the same after that. They they rolled him out there. You remember that guy, man, Bobby Thigpen? Remember him? He was a closer for the Sox, White Sox. And then all of a sudden, man, like no one ever heard of him again because the, the White Sox blew his arm out. Yeah, man. Jesus, Grammy. So, hey. Do, do, go with me on this here. I'm, I'm, I'm not. 
you know, Xander said it perfectly. Xander goes like this. Sills, you're going to lose credibility if you're talking about a 44-6 to victory not being a good victory. I'm not saying that, guys. Winning in this league is the hardest thing in the world. I, Xander, check. You're damn right. But I'm looking at the halfway mark of the season. I'm trying to figure out who the hell this thing is and where you're going. Can your coach coach? Is your quarterback what you guys called a bridge guy? Why did you decide to run the ball now? Are you taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands? Did Sirianni save his locker room? I'm not saying that he needs to save his job, but was it about saving the locker room so the players could buy into faith and have the blind faith that they need going forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is more about how do you look at – Gary gave him a D. Halfway point of the season. Do me a favor here. I want to hit on this more. And I haven't really given you my grade. The halfway point of the Eagles season has been what to you? Give me a grade on it. We'll take a look at the rest of the NFL. I've got to hit some college football noise. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You 
could say that. National Football Show. Trevor Simeon and Mike White won ball games over the weekend. Beat Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. I mean, right? Jim Harbaugh lose over the weekend to Michigan State, as I said they would. Totally unbelievable and what's going on. By the way, apologize for that. Got muted a little bit there. So where I was going is that Harbaugh gets beat. I've been saying that the whole time, that the guy, man, can't win these big games of college football. Michigan is one of those places that, you know what, your expectations are higher than what you're thinking that program was built on. Got to remember something about uh, going even back into the day when you're talking Bo Schembechler. Bo Schembechler never won a national championship when he was at Michigan. Okay? He never won a national championship. And the highest ranking he ever had, okay, the was second, I believe, in the 28 years that he was a head coach. So bottom line here is, Okay, we, 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 we've got to sit here and we got to think about doing something here that makes, again, if you're Michigan, our expectations. All right, listen. Hey, I'm going to take a brief time out here. We got a little technical issues. We'll be right back here. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Metson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. everything as we are here on this football monday listen like i told you guys prior to going into the break we're here at the halfway point the grade that you guys would give this eagle team the coaching staff the players howie would be what i saw the majority of you throw that out and say it was a d you're three and five that's kind of where i am right also with you i think it's a d And I'm so happy that people, again, are under the same umbrella that I'm under here because, again, don't let one win cloud your judgment on where the football team is going. Now, here's another question that you have to look at. Is your football team trending up or trending in the right direction? Do you think you're trend Now, over the first eight games, would we say they're trending in a good place? I think it's too much. How about this, JK? How about this? I just think it's too, it's too up and down right now to really say whether or not the football team is trending in the right direction. One week, we run the ball 46 times. Another week, we turn around, we run the ball twice. Another week, we can't find receivers. VD Pate says, we don't know. So wait a minute now. And I think he's on it right here. It's week eight of the NFL. And we don't know what this team is. We, we, we don't know who they are. That's what I come away with. Okay? So far. And, and hey, four quarters of football, fantastic. But again, this isn't college football, folks. This is an NFL football team, which means this. You've got to take like the last 36 quarters or you've got to take the last eight games or the six games or five games. And you've got to start looking because this is what NFL personnel people do. And this is what a general manager does. He'll sit and go like this. Do you think we're trending in the right direction? Like, don't you think Howie right now is doing this? Okay, should we trade Fletcher Cox? Should we maybe move another 
couple pieces of our football team to try to get more draft choices. You know, you know how I feel about that. Draft choices. Ask the Rams what they think of draft choices. Isn't it isn't it interesting how certain teams look at draft choices and how certain teams look at quality players? Matt Hatter says we were only favored in one of the eight games. Jermaine says the Eagles have an alter ego. Dredog says all I can tell you is that they don't quit. That's a start. Dre. Dre. Dre, let's say, how about this? Hey, Xander, put that up there for a minute. Dre dog. Dre, you just reminded me of saying something positive. You're right. Between you and me, Dre, that's great. It's great. But once again, I hate to do this to you, Dre. You collect the paycheck, Dre. This is pro football. It'd be like telling you, hey, man, way to show up to work on Monday. Congratulations, you showed up to work on Monday. And you give your best effort every day from, you know, 9 to 3. You really do a wonderful job at your desk. You put all your things away before you leave. The coffee area is always neat when you're around it. You know, your waste paper basket is always empty before you leave. Dude, it's pro football, man. You do not get pats on the back for things that are expected of you. College football, you give that college pat on the back and way to go, son. And the pros, every Tuesday, when you get paid and that direct deposit hits your bank account, I don't need some fucking coach to pat me on the head and go, nice job, Dan. Because when that paycheck stops, that's when I know I fucked up big time and I let a great job go away. Participation trophy. That's right, James. Dude, they, I, 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 I mean, I'm not dogging on you. But when you make 25000 okay, when I made $25,000 a week back in the 80s, okay, I made $25,000 a week, and they were putting that, that's more money than my grandpa made yearly being a fireman. And I was making that every week. My grandfather was like this. He, I go, yeah, man, we really played hard. My grandpa's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I work hard too. I looked over at him. I went, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, right? I was like this. Yeah, I get it. I get it. VD Pate says, it's, they say, it's the same when people say that, it galvanizes the players like you need motivation. You get paid millions of dollars. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't galvanize players. Your paycheck galvanizes players. You know, that, 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 that's media stuff, guys. That stuff you hear by the media, well, something like this will galvanize the team. You're like, galvanize the team? 
There's 53 seats in an NFL locker room, guys. They're very well-paid gigs. You fight and call for every chance you get to have one of those chairs in the room. Okay? And getting pats on the back because you show up to work ain't something you're going to get. Okay? It's not. It's not. How about the Buccaneers? Didn't I not tell you that, man, I don't know what it is, man. Anytime you play a game against a common opponent, like, like the Eagle and Cowboy games or the Giants and Cowboy games or Steelers and Ravens, it really doesn't matter, does it, sometimes what the records are because you play each other so many times, you have an understanding of what one team is trying to do. Man, I can tell you, having played against the Saints a few times, I told you this like on Friday, I played in a division called the NFC Central Division. And when you were in the Central Division, you played the Saints twice. Man, I'm telling you guys, whatever it was, we played the Packers and we played the Bears and the Vikings. It did, We played the Bears who had just two years removed from that 87 uh, championship or that 85 team that they had where everyone's calling it one of the greatest teams in NFL history. I played against them in 87. And we beat them by one point. Oh, excuse me. They beat us by one point. And those games were all tight like that. They were always tight because you see the commonality and you play against those guys all the time. We always see pretty close games in the NFC because of the common opponent. And that's always going to make those games closer. Man, last year, the Buc you know the Buccaneers were a wild card Super Bowl team. They didn't win the NFC South last year. And I thought the Buccaneers got beat up a little bit in that game against the Saints. I thought they did a hell of a job against them. I mean, they got after Brady, man. Brady had four touchdowns, but he had a pick six in the ball game. Probably his worst game of the year. They were riding high going into that game. And I'm telling you, man, that is one of the toughest places to play when you go into the Dome like that. It's Halloween night, too. That place is freaky anyway, man. And New Orleans is a hard place to play. One of the absolute loudest places I've ever played a ball game in. Thomas says, too many people want to bash players for the money. Okay, they make like the players write and sign their own paychecks. Hey, dude, let me say this to you one more time here, Thomas. You know, when you play in the National Football League, there's an expectation of you to go out there and play your ass off and you know what? It's it's that stupid stuff that you hear the media say. Well, he's really a great athlete. Well, duh. You play. Xander says it to me all the time. These guys are NFL guys. Well, you don't get kudos for that. You're right, Xander. They're in the league for a reason. But you don't get a hall pass for showing up because you're an athlete. It's the league. It's the NFL. You're expected to be great and some of the greatest players in the world. Very few people in the world can have one of these jobs. I've told people this story before. There's been 29,000 men playing in this league in a little bit over 100 years. I'm one of them. Do you know what a great Do you know what a great achievement that, that is for me personally to be one of the only 16,000 men that are alive today that have played in that league? Getting a win playing in that league. 
Some would go Sills. Yeah. Oh, and you know what's crazy? My wife said this the other day. A story came out on me, and some dumbass with fanside did it. I'm 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 said to be the eighth worst Buccaneer in franchise history. My wife looked over at me and she goes, "Hey, how many years?" I go three. She goes, "What's the average length of an NFL career?" I go three, and she goes like this. Oh, so you had an average NFL career. Congratulations to you. I looked, never looked at it that way. I played seven professional seasons with other leagues, but she's right. I had an average NFL career. Did I have a spectacular one where I played 10 years like Barrett Brooks? No. That's spectacular when you're playing 10 years. That's spectacular. Okay? Spectacular. So, yeah, man. I <laughs> Playing in this league, you don't get kudos and slaps on the back for that. James says, off-topic question. Who's the greatest player you've ever faced? Joe Montana. I have a picture that I've posted with me sacking him that I put on my uh, Twitter page, at Dan Celio Show. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. By the way, you guys dominate on that like button for me. It really is pretty awesome. BD paid the NFL average is three years or something. It is. It's three years. My wife looked that up because somebody wrote some article. Celio's the eighth worst Buccaneer drafted, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> Did I F that thing up bad? Yeah. Hey, Lou, I know, right? Hey, Lou, it was – hey, Lou, you want to know something? How about this, Lou? Okay. It wasn't – hey, and I had 30, 30 tackles my uh, rookie year. It wasn't about ability. It was other things that got me knocked out of the league. Okay. It was other things. Okay. Best back I ever played against was Eric Dickerson. Hey, Kevin says, NFL not for long. Hey, man, it's all good, man. Hey, Baker Mayfield may be thinking that right now. Would you take Baker Mayfield in Philly? Jermaine, you're awesome, man. Mr. Hey, Mr. Lee, Mr. Jermaine Lee, thank you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Jermaine Lee, good. Would you take Baker Mayfield? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, he's the number one overall selection. Would you guys take Baker Mayfield in this offseason? Okay. Would you take Baker? Because he ain't going to be the guy in Cleveland. Smile said yes. Woo. I got to as Xander post it. Would you take Baker Mayfield? Xander post it. Would you take Baker Mayfield in Philly? Baker's attitude is perfect. It is. That's why I thought of it. Baker's attitude is perfect for Philly. So, yes, sir. I would take him for the right price. He ain't getting $42 million in Cleveland. East Candom for life said he would take him. I got to get Xander's thought. Xander, post it. Would you take Baker? Thomas Williams says Baker makes us still need a quarterback. Lou D says for the right price. He needs a good system. Jermaine, he's in a good system. They're running the ball. The reason why the Browns are not winning games now 
and they're not scoring over 27 points a game any longer is because both Chubb and Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt have been injured. Baker blows. All right, we ended that. <laughs> Ewing says, hell no on Baker. All right. All right. By the way, I just learned something out about Italian folks, which is me. Okay, don't touch too many buttons because when you touch buttons, things go haywire. Big Seals is not much of a button pusher. Xander calls me and goes like this. What did you do, dude? What a yutz. What are you doing, man? All right, I got to take a time out here. More on the NFL. Big week. This Charger team coming up. This will tell me more about Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Again, no music, but Big Silk will sing it for you. National Football Show, welcome aboard here again. We appreciate everybody coming aboard here. Hey, do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. We so 
Thank you guys so much for all the things you do for us each and every single Monday through Friday here, 4 to 6 Eastern time. Thank you again. It's absolutely fantastic on what you guys are doing, and thank you again. All right. Let me do this here. I'm starting to see a little bit of what you guys are talking about with Carson Wentz. Let me say this, man. When Carson Wentz is bad, it's brutal bad. Man, those interceptions that he threw inside of eight minutes were the game against the Titans. That was just absolutely horrific. That one interception that he threw right to, I think, the linebacker, right there on the three-yard line, was terrible. Was terrible. And, man, that will always be the problem with him until he can straighten that out. And what I'm talking about is his recklessness, the way he runs, the way he throws that ball up like that. Son, throw the freaking ball away. If you have to, take a safety. It's two. It's better than seven. You kill your team like that. How many times over the last two and a half years have we seen Wentz blow up in his own red zone? He kills everything he did going into that game. He was playing such good football. 102A quarterback rating, 65% completion percentage. They were running the ball. He was on pace for 4,200 passing yards. All of that stuff was great. And he raced with eight minutes of football in a critical game he had to win. Here's the difference between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is not throwing that pick. Nick Foles is throwing that ball away. At worst, Nick Foles is taking a safety. At worst. Okay? At worst. Can't make mistakes like that. Look, you know, we were just getting through talking about Jalen beating teams like the Lions, okay? But at the end of the day, you're expected to do that. Well, when you're in games like this and you're the Colts and you're fighting a division foe and you're getting an opportunity to get closer, and now with Derrick Henry being injured, who knows what's going to happen with that Titans team. And as I told you a couple segments back, the Titans are the number one team as sitting here today in the AFC. I think they're 6-2. and two. That record will be turned around immensely. It, how about this? If Ryan Tannehill takes that team to the number one seeding in the AFC, he'll be the most valuable player in the NFL. Without Derrick Henry, he will be the most valuable player. East Candom for life says, I blame the coach on that play. Interesting. Thomas says, Carson is damaged goods. DB talking should have ran the ball and gave him more space. Okay. Maybe that's exactly what we're talking about here with uh, East Candom for Life saying that. Why does Philly damage so many players? Come on, man. That's media stuff. VD Pate, because of bad coaching. VD Pate, a lot of Colts fans blame Reich because he stopped running the ball with Taylor. Mm, okay. 
<laughs> Matt Hatter's got it right. If you're an Eagle fan, I just got, I just pray that dude finishes 13 ball games. Okay, I just want that guy to win. Hey, just be be there for 13 games. That's a good one. 23 and one. Carson hasn't been the same since he was injured. Interesting. Chan and bad play designed for the ball spot combined with bad play by Wentz. Okay, so they all ate it, right, Shannon? They all ate it there. Okay, I'll buy that. They all ate it. Okay. I know, right, Kevin? Does that sound some, sounds exactly like last year? Same stuff, bad play calling, Wentz holding the ball, but he's got to get rid of that, man. Dude, just throw the freaking thing away. He pulled a Sirianni, forgot he had the second best running back of the year and Jonathan Taylor behind him. Isn't it, doesn't it come down to that a little bit? Some of these guys, you know what? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what makes Brady even greater. It's because Brady reminds Arians and he reminds Byron Leftwich, got to run it, got to run it. Isn't that crazy? Most quarterbacks today, they want to throw it. Coordinators want to throw it. The really great quarterbacks are always pushing to run it, aren't they? Russell Wilson. What's happened to Wilson in Seattle? Besides the fact he's injured right now. But they don't have beast mode any longer. Hey, the Packers came to their senses, had the 23rd hour with Aaron Jones, did they not? They were going to let that guy get on the open market. And even I, I, I got to think even the Packers went, man, we can't let that dude get out in the open market. That guy will be gobbled up in five seconds and probably given a contract extension or a restructuring of a deal. He's a good football player. Wentz is Romo. Because both are reckless. Try to jam that foot. Hey, I'll tell you something, too. Don't be shocked if Phillip Rivers who just got done with his high school coaching. Don't be shocked if he throws the ball around somewhere in the NFL. You see all these guys throwing the ball now? Don't be shocked if Phillip Rivers shows up somewhere. Guy did win 11 games last year. And, he, I mean, don't be shocked because you're always looking for a signal caller that can move the sticks. Okay? But the great ones are always in the conversation when it comes to running the ball. Now, here – Getting back here, as as we as we get ready for this Chargers team, Chargers have wobbled. Rivers to the Eagles, nah, they don't need him, and plus Philip wouldn't go there because Philip is looking to help a team that needs an arm, like New Orleans. Put Philip Rivers in New Orleans with Sean Payton. Might win some ball games. Okay? Might win some ball games. Phillip Rivers in Dallas until Dak gets back? I don't know. Phillip didn't play bad last year, guys. Like I said, they won 11 ball games. They were pretty good last year. Both the offense and defense, okay, finished in the top 10. It's the only unit coming back into this year that has that distinction. Hey, Philip Rivers to the Saints. 
I don't need Cam Newton. I need somebody because you when you got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, I don't need Cam. I need somebody like Rivers that can throw the ball and knows who to throw the ball to, who's a potential future Hall of Fame guy that can throw the ball. Cam, you know, I don't know, man. Rivers throws the ball. That's what he does. That's he's a professional arm. Bring that guy into the Saints. After seeing what the Saints did defensively, I'll tell you, man, I, you know, Phillip Rivers to the Saints looks like it could be a match. Yeah, Matt Hatter. Rivers is a baller. I like Phillip, man. I've met him a bunch of times. I mean, I, I actually like the guy. Okay? But now the Eagles are going to take on this, this Chargers team. I think this Charger team with Brandon Staley has been coached exceptionally well. That was a really, really, really shocking defeat. But then again, Belichick always does that to rookie coaches, does he not? He always outcoaches those guys. And I was shocked. Mac Jones, over the last 12 quarters, Mac Jones has played some pretty good football. Okay? He's not making that critical mistake that you still see Wentz making in his own red zone. Dirt, dirt, dirt. I'll tell you, I, I've said this to you guys before that, you know, Jimmy Johnson used to always say it's not the plays that you make that are spectacular in a game, it's the plays that you don't make on mistakes. I'd rather have a player not have a spectacular play, but make no mistakes. I know this. If I get everybody doing that, we'll win the game. And Jimmy's right. That was a coaching gem. I mean, the coaching of Mac Jones. Now, look, I don't know what Mac Jones's ceiling is going to be as an NFL quarterback, but I'll tell you, he is the perfect dude in a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel system. Is he not? I mean, he's been plugged right in. They're sitting at four and four. And you know what? You want to hear this? I don't know. I mean, the Patriots look like they're a pretty good football team. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl worthy, but they look pretty good. I mean, look, a doink off the upright against the Bucs. They were in that ball game. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of in all these games. And so now you're starting to see this guy feel himself a little bit. McDaniel and him starting to connect. That was a well-coached game. Now, look, now you got Sirianni versus Brandon Staley here, and you've got Justin Herbert, who is going to throw the ball down the field. By the way, you got to run the ball here against this Charger team. You have got to run the ball. You run the ball against this Charger team. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL playing the run. They've struggled with that for the last seven years of stopping the run. They just haven't had that Jamal Williams in the middle like they had back years ago that could just be a run-stopping guy. They've not had that guy back there. And it's been an it's been a factor for them giving up chunk yardage against some certain teams. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. And again, I I, I want to make sure you guys understand this. Okay? I want to understand this. 44 to 6. Congratulations on the win. Where they are right now, watch this. The halfway point, almost, it's a D. So whatever you want to take from that, it's not hating. It's where the team is.
All right. Please do me a favor again. Hit that like button. We'll catch you tomorrow going four to six. Don't forget, if you miss any of us, you can go over to the Jacob Media channel and play it a little bit later on. Till tomorrow, four to six. We'll see you on the flip side.